Had you actually read the email, you would know that the podcast you are about to listen to could contain explicit language and offensive content. These HR experts' views are not representative of their past, present, or future employers. If you've ever heard, my manager is unfair to me, I need you to reset my HR portal password, or can I write up my employee for crying too much? Welcome to our little safe zone. Welcome to Jaded HR. Good. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jaded HR, a podcast by two former human resources co-workers who just want to help you get through the workday by saying all those things you are thinking. Say them out loud. I'm Patrick Casillas. And I'm Warren Workman. Oh, the weather outside is about 70 degrees. <laughs> yeah. And rainy. Yeah, we're we're not getting the it, the winter. Well, it's supposed it's, to come tomorrow though. It's, we're, the high is supposed to be really cold tomorrow, even though it was seventy something today. Okay, so uh, this one came from an Ask HR subreddit. Reddit user pressure awkward. Title of this post was "Manager surprised remote workers with alcohol." Okay. As a Thanksgiving treat, a manager at my company sent all her reports a gift box. We all got the same small items along the lines of snacks, a mug with the company logo, and a bottle of vodka. (laughs) It was a surprise gift with no contact ahead of time to say anything was coming or what the contents would be. I'm a recovering alcoholic. And then she kind of goes into some other things, but that right there was like, ooh. So this person kind of went into a little bit about her manager, and she said, did say she politely spoke to the manager and asked for a chance to kind of opt out of something like this in the future. Should I call this handled or move forward and put a report to HR? So that was kind of the question, I guess, in this thread of, is this something worth going to HR about? In my opinion, just based on what you've told me, no. I would think you you, you did the right thing by speaking to your manager and saying, hey, yep. maybe you didn't know I have this issue, and uh, I, I appreciate the thought, but please don't do that in the future. If you can handle it maturely like that, I would consider the issue dead, uh, unless the manager's rebuttal or retort was something that, you know, uh, oh, you, you know, everybody can enjoy a drink now and then, or don't be a baby, or something like that. <laughs> that they, would be awful. Uh, <laughs> um, no, this one, they did provide an update. Oh, okay, a, cool. They decided not to go to the HR. The manager sent out a very thorough apology to the team, kind of talking about their insen- insensitivity and... Apparently, there were three other coworkers that had a similar situation. That you know, you don't want alcohol around if you're a recovering alcoholic. That's or some people just don't allow alcohol in their home, not having to do with them drinking or not. Yeah, uh, I, I have about nine bottles of champagne just sitting in my garage right now because we just don't really drink it. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, I, same thing so here. Get them as gifts, <laughs> regift. The same thing here. I don't drink at home. I drink socially with my friends. So 90% of the time, there's no alcohol in our house. And, you know, I'm I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with there is, But, you know, I'm not going to be someone to sit at home alone uh, drinking. You know, our, our HR happy hour we did before, that, that was sort of the last time I think I've had anything to drink <laughs> in, in my home. And I can't remember how long. Yeah. So. But, so I don't think this was a person being, like, un... Well, maybe a little bit 
what's the word when you unappreciative they weren't being necessarily unappreciative but they were you know this manager was just trying to do a nice thing for their their employees yeah but maybe not thinking it through all the way that hey they might have you know alcohol is kind of a sensitive subject for some people so no absolutely i i i don't initially blame the manager but wasn't probably the wisest choice of something to do especially not knowing your team that well and you you know you may not ever know if one of your employees suffers from alcoholism or any other type things like that or maybe they have a, a religious objection to alcohol or or who knows what but uh you, you don't know maybe your they're allergic to the smell of of pork fat burning <laughs> in a candle <laughs> yes 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 my i, I do have uh, I saw this, and we we chatted about this here. Your gifts backfiring for coworkers. So I do have a little personal experience with that. However, mine is doesn't involve alcohol, and it was a well-intentioned gift that did not go over. We did. <laughs> and to be fair, it wasn't a gift directed at a person. No. We always did kind of the white elephant exchange, which which I think is a cool way to do at work. Yeah. And I loved our exchanges. You're not really targeting anybody. <laughs> I, I loved our gift exchanges. They were, they were always so much fun, interesting gifts. A lot of uh, a lot of camaraderie came out of those those yeah. gift exchanges. Well, I bought for my Secret Santa gift. Uh, we all love bacon in our office. Who doesn't love bacon? I will not hire you if you do not like bacon. No, but uh, so I was at Yankee Candle and saw the bacon scented Yankee Candle. And I thought, oh, and I smelled it unlit, of course, at the store. I thought, wow, this smells <laughs> awesome. So I decided that would be what I give as my Secret Santa gift or, or White Elephant, whatever you want to call it, uh, exchange we did. Well, Paula, who, who joined us on our happy hour edition, she ended up with it. And everybody thought it was kind of cool at first, I think. But... Uh, the, the, Did in, we have a chance to smell it beforehand? I don't really remember. Not lit. We never lit it. No. We never lit it in, in the office, but uh, we passed it around, and I think everybody thought it was sort of cool and different. Well, poor Paula, she took it home, and not that long, not that much later, the power went out where she lived. Uh, a storm blew out her power, so they're putting it, grabbing all their candles for light. And when lit, this smelled so god awful <laughs> that she had to not use that candle for light it was that bad you, you couldn't even use it for light it smelled so awful being lit and i felt i felt so bad and so small after she told us that i was like oh i'm so Aww. sorry i didn't intend it to be the the, the yeah. gag gift if you know if i'm going to do a gag and i, I didn't like i don't like doing the the gag gifts for for people in the exchanges i don't want to you know someone to feel screwed uh, out of the process yeah. Uh, I, I did intend it to be a, a good gift, but no, that uh, that that backfired on me. Right. And I, I still want to apologize to Paula for that. <laughs> I don't give bad gifts. No. Let's see, I'm trying to remember some of the other cool gifts we had. Mine were always Trader Joe, like, gift bags, like Cookie Butter. JoJo's. Peppermint JoJo's, oh yeah. Yeah, I remember, remember those. But uh, yeah, we, we had some good gift exchanges, so... Yeah. So yeah. Sorry, that, I I got off your topic a little bit. Oh yeah, no, it it works. Well, I'll jump into uh, to one of mine. It was a. Uh, I found it interesting because, I know we've had conversations like this before, and you don't want to. I don't want to go into anyone's. You know, it's basically FMLA related, so I don't want to go into anyone's medical history or those kind of things. But 
There was a question on AskHR by Reddit user Hortense Raptor. And he said, a coworker of mine states she gets FMLA for work-related anxiety. Is this a real thing? How is it legal? She's pretty open about it. She says her doctor signed off on it and told her that anytime she felt anxious about going to work, she could use FMLA. So as she puts it, she basically has to pa- a pass to call off work anytime she's anxious about work. Maybe I'm being unfairly judgmental here, but if your job gives you anxiety so badly that you can't do your job reliably, then you sh- shouldn't you just get a different job? But short question, is this real? And is it legal? Seems like a doctor could get into hot water for signing off on it, but it's just as possible that she's not being honest about what she actually has FMLA for. I have no access to a personal file. So oh boy. The answer is yeah. yes on both accounts. Is your <laughs> employee probably taking advantage and becoming a loophole employee? Yes. Next, can you get a doctor to sign off on absolutely anything? Yes, because they're lazy and they don't want to ever put off that you... If you go in there saying you have anxiety caused by your work, they're going to say, oh, yeah, I'll sign your FMLA paperwork and things like that. Here's where, and I I didn't do my homework ahead of time, so I'm going off the top of my head, and uh, excuse me if I'm incorrect factually, but uh, part of FMLA is... uh, And hey, listeners, Yeah, let us know. Tell me I'm wrong. We'll take that uh, because I'm shooting from the hip here. But one of the the factors of FMLA is uh, uh, protection is they do not have to accommodate uh, for ADA FMLA absences that are unscheduled, reoccurring unscheduled absences. Mm-hmm. So I think I told the story online once about a, someone who had a, a FMLA for anxiety, and they called out because their favorite football team lost, and they couldn't come <laughs> to work. I worked with the guy. They like couldn't that. come to work the next day because their favorite football team lost. So you can employers have a lot of tools. They can get a second opinion. They can have them get a second opinion from a doctor of their choosing. You can have them provide additional documentation as to why. Go go into a little bit more detail. You can work. You have to start the. Uh, the conversation about reasonable accommodation just because they're requesting a certain accommodation for a disability doesn't mean you have to give them that accommodation. You have to open the discussion and discuss what alternatives are out there. So there's there's a whole lot, and I, I like I said, I'm shooting from the hip, but uh, so I could be uh, completely wrong. Please let me know if I am. I'll research it after the uh, after we get off the line here. And uh, but no, it, it, FMLA is so overly abused. And the other thing is I've been to any number of seminars about how to end FMLA abuse, and none of them are really useful. You make them recertify, you know, make them, you know, make them see another doctor of your choosing, an independent doctor of your choosing, this, that, the other thing. And, but it just doesn't work and ends up usually not being worth the headache when it comes to things like that. So they're allowed to slip, they're allowed to take advantage of the system. And I'm not saying all people who have anxiety or other mental health issues who miss work for it are, are working the system, but so that is because it's not something you can easily diagnose and look at. Oh, Warren has a, you know, a compound fracture of his femur, so he's going to be in the hospital and he's going to be out for uh, six weeks. Okay, that's something you can see. But uh, when it comes to things yeah. that aren't easily identifiable, it leads to abuse and uh, potential. potential. It, it leads potential to potential abuse. abuse. And it, that really sucks for the people who 
legitimately are using it, and they make their employers have to double-check them. John Doe comes in with this sure. worked-up FMLA because he's only going to be absent on Monday, Wednesday, or Monday, Friday, you know, the Friday-Monday Leave Act, as it's uh, commonly called. They're going to miss every Monday and Friday. But you do a, a report, you would think it would be pretty evenly distributed if you have anxiety Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But you can look and see the stats are there that Mondays and Fridays are the, you know, uh, most abused days. And how come you didn't miss any days on Wednesday for the past year? You know, do you not get anxious on Wednesday? I, you know, I, I don't want to be very jaded towards it because there are so many people that do have serious issues that need to be addressed and can really benefit from FMLA and ADA and taking advantage uh, of what's available to them, but there's so many people who just take advantage of the situation, and it's hard to separate the wheat from the shaft in that that type of situation, and uh, it, it hurts. It hurts everybody. It can. Well, one I would say to um, to this Reddit user is your own business, mind yes. your own damn business. Yes, that, <laughs> uh, but if it's it like, sounds like if this person's bragging about it as well, and talking openly about it they're sort of bragging that they're the loophole employee here's what i'm doing i can hey you know what i can be off tomorrow because all i have to do is call in and say i'm feeling anxious i can't do this as well so that is a fair take it did it did did come off like maybe this person has was saying that i could potentially i can take a day off whenever i want and if that's the case then sure that is a legitimate question mind your own business don't you know and don't get involved. And next thing you know, you're going to have two, three, four people who who all of a sudden come in with the same type of note and you have to do the same for them. And it, it, it it's it's vicious. It really is. I think early on, or actually our first uh, story that we had from a listener is, sorry, I'm getting a screen that my internet connection is unstable. We got our first story from a listener was someone saying that, hey, they started, you know, one person needed this uh, a certain accommodation and then all of a sudden, everybody needed that, and it ruined the the travel system for everybody, and and that's that's what oh, yeah, what true. can happen. Ah, uh, FMLA is such a nightmare. Yep, but it is a policy, Warren. Yes, it is a policy. You know, since since we're talking about policies and things like that, I have one last policy issue to 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 rant about, and right now. You know, we're still in the pandemic. You know, we haven't used the word pandemic yet this episode, so may as well now here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm having a real issue with going to various stores and uh, business establishments of all types, and they have the signs in front of the door, masks are required. And then you go in, and there's a significant portion of people who aren't wearing masks. So if you're going to put that sign in front of your store, Make the people wear masks. I was even in one store this weekend, and they had uh, a sign, you must wear a mask. And then over to the loudspeaker there, they're playing a notice. If you're unable or unwilling to wear a mask, please shop online uh, or do curbside pickup. Or They gave them options versus coming in the store. But, you know, having that little 16, 17-year-old kid at the front door who's counting the number of people coming and going from the store, a 16, 17-year-old doesn't have the... The backbone yet to say, "Hey, you can't come in unless you're wearing a mask." So they need to actually have a, a member of management in there who who is doing that. And I I don't say just a, a more mature person. I want a member of management there to enforce it, someone who has enough authority to enforce the policy. Uh, but otherwise, take down the sign and let everybody come in without a mask. That that's just been 
something I noticed a lot this past weekend, and it, it was getting to me. It got on my nerves, so I had to throw, throw that on my, on my little rant list for the day. And same with the company. If you're requiring masks at your company, That's fair. require masks. Don't you know, have little loopholes or, oh, except for you, know, you, you worn because you're just so awesome, you don't get to wear a mask uh, and things like that. Just, just do it. You got such a great smile. Can't, we just want to see it all the miss time. My, miss my smile. I'll get a clear mask. I'll this clear mask for Well, Warren, my, my last thing for today, it's kind of a doozy. It's a bit of a long one, but I really do want to read all of it because it is okay. interesting. And speaking of not wearing masks, it's, it comes from a Reddit subreddit called Unethical Life Pro Tips unethical tip so you're asking for sleazy advice no you're giving very okay. sleazy advice so this reddit user iron paul his unethical life pro tips tired of applying for jobs and never getting called back create a fake profile for a super qualified candidate and i'm gonna apologize there's a little bit of a uh, text here but i do want to read it because it's it's worth it. I don't know. It's just good. HR employees are notorious for smiling pleasantly to your face and then becoming vicious guard dogs for the company when your back is turned. By the same token, recruiters are also project a friendly face if you meet their preconceived requirements and treat you like an annoyance when you don't fit, fall neatly into their categories, despite them knowing nothing about the jobs they are hiring for. Early on in my career, I spent two years applying for jobs in my field and not gaining any response from recruiters. Despite my education and extensive knowledge on the subject, they had no interest in even talking to me because I didn't have an established level of experience in their mind. Enter Richard Bastelli. Rich has amazing credentials. He has degrees, years of experience with respected government and corporate institutions, all of the desired certifications, and more. He happens to be local and possibly available as a candidate if the price is right. His resume is filled with all the right buzzwords that those lazy recruiters are searching for. Rich gets multiple emails from recruiters in the industry each week. He engages them while keeping them at arm's length. He wows them by just how perfectly he matches those delicious bold keywords that management sent to the recruiter. He is perfect. He has some technical questions for the hiring manager, and HR happily provides the email address. Rich is very interested in taking the job, but the pay he requires is out of the ballpark since he is an extremely qualified candidate, and he hasn't turned down the position. HR is very disappointed since they were unable to land this whale. Now is your chance to move in for the kill. Then he has a little email that says, Hello, hiring manager. My name is, insert your name here, and I'm a friend of, insert fake, extremely qualified candidate. We have worked together on several projects in the past. He mentioned that you were looking for someone who has knowledge of your specific situation, and I definitely fit that bill. Then he goes on some unprofessional talk, but so sort of sort of catfishing what do you think about this uh, practice employers, more? I guess you'd say. I guess so. Yeah, you know, it, it's a good idea, but uh, if you think it's <laughs> going to get the door, but I can't see a recruiter. You, you pose some technical questions to the recruiter. Oh, by all means, here's the, the hiring manager's email. I mean, uh, that's part of the job of a recruiter is to be that gatekeeper and not go, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, here's the hiring manager's contact information. Uh, I, I don't see that happening, but who knows? May, if you, 
you try it hard enough and long enough, you'll probably get a couple people who bite on that. But yeah. no, uh, I, I personally believe, and I, I don't have any facts to this, that almost the opposite has happened to me. And you know my rant against solicitors. But I will swear yeah. that there are staffing agencies that put these awesome resumes up there and then it, the number goes to voicemail. Hey, this is Warren. I want to talk to you about your resume, da, 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 da. So now they know my name, know my, uh, what type of position I'm looking for, and my phone number. And I, get, I, I, I don't have anything to prove it, but I think there are so many sleazy staffing agencies out there that do things like that. And, you know, I, I, I wish I could prove it as I would call out names and say XYZ staffing agency does this shady practice not to use them, but I am absolutely convinced their agencies the same. So I, I can only imagine there's probably even more employees out there doing things like this. Yeah. And people were in the comments even saying, you know, just do the opposite. Have a qualified employee that just recommends, you know, you for the job because they are qualified, but maybe they are expecting a higher salary and you know, so don't have yourself saying I'm, I know so and so have so and so email for you, but I don't know. Nowadays, it's like people are doing Zoom interviews and people are like, "How do you?" <laughs> there was how there was some funny comments about you're gonna have to go the miss the oh, missed okay. outfire route. Like, hello, yes, I did uh, recommend Patrick. He is an excellent candidate. Let me go get him. He's just here. <laughs> uh, no, I. You know, in, as a recruiter, if someone declines my job offer or says otherwise they're not available, the next words out of my mouth are going to be, well, do you know anybody else who, uh, do you, who may be interested in type of position? And, yeah, you know, so that, that you don't, they don't even have to go as far into detail with a halfway decent recruiter because when you say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I just accepted a job, but I do know someone you know, who, who has a similar background you might be interested in, here, give, give this guy a call. And you know what? My next phone call is going to be to that person. So I, don't, yeah. I think they put a little too much into it. But no, I can absolutely see that happening. And, you know, maybe maybe somebody's going to have some luck with that. So, uh, yeah, so job hunters out there, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to set up my, my fake profile today. What would your fake mm. name be? I'd have to come up with something really cool. I don't know. Uh, I'd have to come up with a a cool name that would be sort of an inside joke to myself or those I know or something like that. Well, you know it is cool, Warren. Our listeners listeners. are super cool and awesome, especially those of them who leave us reviews on Apple or Podchaser or any of the other uh, websites. Which is only Chris from Canada. Yeah, Chris from Canada. I'll have to check the various sites again to see if we have anything. I haven't done that in a little while. Chris from Canada, you should just reach out to us and be a guest on the podcast. Hey, absolutely. Uh, feedback at jadedhr.com. Send us your email. We'll, we'll have you on. Hell. Uh, and then Hell yeah. you can get your friends, and they'll tell their friends, and they'll tell their friends. I'm going to be on paternity leave potentially here pretty soon, so we might yeah. need a little co-host, a little, little yeah, guest co-host. Uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, we'll... I don't know if we've announced that yet, but uh, your wife is due any moment yeah, now. Uh, so congratulations. We're, we're, we're really yeah, excited. Uh, we have a, a few episodes canned and ready to go, uh, but also I do have lined up pinch hitter host, so we can uh, 
Yeah, Chris from Canada. <laughs> it is Chris, not from Canada. Feathers, who was on our <laughs> HR Happy Hour episode, uh, he's gonna he's gonna be pinch hitting for us. So, you know, we'll look forward to that. But we'll get ba- Patrick back in here as soon as he is uh, able. So, yeah, we're, we shall we'll see. see you uh, or hear from you soon, and we'll keep everybody updated after after the baby is born. Oh yeah. Well, I'll take a quick second to say thank you to the Underscore Orchestra for the use of their song Devil with the Devil that we use for our intro and outro music. And we always like to leave you all with a best practice. So, Warren, were you able to come up with a best Uh, practice for us? Negative, Ghost Rider. The patterns are full. Well, I will say that your best practice for today is use Top Gun (laughs) quotes all day for the entire day of December 17th, which is now known as Top Gun, Top Gun Quote Day. Goosey big stud, take me to bed or lose me forever. Yes. <laughs> I'm Patrick Consellis. And I'm Warren Workman, and we're helping you survive HR one what-the-fuck moment at a time. I don't know any other Top Gun quotes. Uh, <laughs>